All right, Fierce Marriage Podcast listeners and viewers, we have a treat for you today. We're going to go through <laughs> and get Selena's unscripted reactions oh, to no. some of the most unpopular <laughs> opinions that we have, uh, and we've received them on. So I was actually on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, just Ryan Frederick on Facebook. It's it's not a profile; it's a page. So I have a lot of fun with it, uh, and we have some good. He starts dis- a lot of <laughs> fires on the internet. So people love it. People hate it. I happen to have a good deal of fun with it. Uh, but we have some hard, we have some good conversations and this is what I said and we're going to go through this but I asked people what is your what is one unpopular opinion you have and then I shared an unpopular opinion of my own which I might just throw out there on the podcast we'll see we'll see what people think um, but I want to do I want to go through those we got over three, 375 comments so we're going to sit here and go through each of no we're going to go through and find some of the highlights we're going to go through and find some of the ones that pertain to marriage and family and we're just going to talk through those and we're going to get the Selena's salty and sweet oh what a treat ad hoc responses so you're lucky we'll see that we'll do that on the other side <laughs> truth be told we are recording this episode in a batch because in a batch because Selena is almost 38 weeks and four days so we're almost weeks. to 39 weeks and i have delivered most of my children at this time except for one she was on her due date and that is just so like her <laughs> and so we woke up this morning and selena was feeling good and we said let's try to cram four episodes in one day now there's two parenting two marriage episodes so you'll notice she's wearing the same woman by design sweatshirt yes. which by the way is available yep they're made big and woman fun by and, design and comfy yeah so perfect for the winter time you're, and you're, you're still in the winter so go check it out go to <laughs> shop.fiercemarriage.com unexpected plug but there you there go there you go yeah so uh we're, we're just kind of having some fun today um yeah, unpopular opinion. So should I share my unpopular opinion? I guess. What do you agree with me on my unpopular opinion? I kind of feel like this is a year the head of the household, so I just <laughs> am going to follow you on it because I don't know that I I'm have. I'm pretty an sure opinion. if I laid my case out for you, that you yes, you would be on board. I don't uh, know that I need a case. You just don't want to, and there's so few things that we like to do together that I'm just like I don't care. Whatever you say, I will follow you on this. Okay. Yeah, it's like we don't like to hang out, but we sorry, <laughs> no, we like to hang out, but there's uh, there's few. There's not as much time. We don't watch shows together, and this has to do with the show. Right. We watch The Office together. In fact, we got The Office trivia game, which that's fun. Yeah. Which, which some of it's pretty Bush League, though. Yeah. Easy stuff. Anyway, so here's what I said in my Facebook post. You can check it out if you go to my Facebook page. <laughs> I said, curious, what's one unpopular opinion that you have? Could be serious or funny. I'll start. <laughs> I said, I have very close friends who disagree and contend with me on this. <clears throat> Cliff... <clears throat> But I think... John. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And John and Becca. Yeah. Uh, But I think The Chosen has done way more harm than good. And if you don't know what The Chosen is, it's this popular dramatic series that depicts the life of of the disciples of Christ and Christ is in there. So I don't know. I I take issue with that. Yeah. And and people ask me why. And I said, I don't want this to be a a thing all about The Chosen. So we're not going to talk about it today. But I'll give you at least some rationale so you can say, "Uh uh-huh. But this this is where I land on it. And here's what I wrote. I'm just going to read it verbatim. I said, adding cultural context to biblical accounts is crucial for exegesis, preaching, discipleship, and application of scripture. But the show, The Chosen, goes beyond context bringing and goes deep, okay, deep into content creating or content adding. Mm -hmm. The writers put words in Jesus' mouth. This is by far the most troubling thing to me. Yeah. Is they're they're showing Jesus saying things Jesus never said. Right. They're putting words in Jesus' mouth and ultimately, which I think, and I know actually, I don't think it. I know it's true. It leads to some. You have a vision, non-biblical vision, of who Jesus is, mm. and it's it, and it ultimately gives you a distorted view of Christ. Now I know I'm probably going to lose some people there, but I'm not. I'm just saying that if 
if Jesus gave us his words in scripture and God said, this is the way I'm going to reveal my, my plan for salvation. Right. I'm going to reveal my very son through the written, the, the words, inscripture sure. word. And then we have the things that Jesus said. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're watching, you're reading that. And then all of a sudden you're watching this and you're thinking, oh, Jesus, Jesus used some words that I really like. And they're familiar with, you know, and, I, and he said some things and he laughed and he did this and, oh, wow, he's so friendly. And I'm saying that that's fine that Jesus, you think Jesus is friendly because he is friendly. But I'm just saying that those are not biblical things. Yeah. And so, and it's hard to say it's not biblical when it's a Bible story. Yeah. Oh, and, and the, it's based on they, they depict it? events that just frankly didn't happen. Now you can say historically this could have happened, and it's likely right. that this happened. But I'm saying that we have. Anyway, I don't, I don't want to make this dare all about I say chosen. isn't it written or produced so by? Add, yeah. Oh, that's it's believed. <laughs> We're going down this rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, many say that it's it's produced by uh, I think the producers are Mormon or something like that. But. Yeah. Okay, anyway, back to our script. You know what? You can go you can go down that rabbit hole on the internet yourself. I apologize. We're, we want to stay on topic in terms of marriage. Okay, no, we need to be on this post because okay. we're going to sift through I didn't these. know which ones you had and which one you... Okay, so yeah, we're just going to go through some of these. One of them that I had is this, okay? What, Selena, what do you think of this? Again, unpopular opinions. You might, listener, viewer, think they're popular. You might like them, but I'm just telling you, let's talk about them. Headship and submission is biblical and good for marriage. It causes husbands, wives, and children to thrive. It needs to be taught, not apologized for. I would 100% agree. Now, where do you think this comes from? Why Why was, so this is John Michael Clark, which by the way, he has, a, I think, a, a, a dad's ministry or a husband's ministry or family leadership uh, ministry. And he had a lot of good things to say. Why do you think he said this? I think it's because we feel in the church, we feel like we can't talk about, and this is, there's a patriarchalness to this. And yes. that is like, that butts against smash the society and right. culture and everything, every voice that is basically yeah. outside a reformed church. So. And, and, and to say that it's good for wives to submit to their husbands is like nails on the chalkboard. Right. And he's saying that this this is good. We've been taught to apologize for it. Hmm. Yeah. We need to stop apologizing for it. We need to learn how to teach it. <laughs> and here, yes, we need to learn how to teach it. And why is it good? And that's the thing I want to maybe just pick apart very briefly. Why is it good? Because, well, it's good because God said so. Yes. Now, there's a lot of gymnastics around uh, the idea of uh, kephale, which is the Greek word for headship, and what Paul meant in Ephesians 5, starting in verse 22, what he meant for husbands are the head, the kephale of the wives, and how that's, he, but bottom line is, it meant that they are the the responsible party. Right. And they're they are the accountable the, party. They're going to take the and blows. And they're the leadership role yeah. in that household. Now, in a biblical household, the kefale, the head, will serve in a way that is self-sacrificing. Now, right. we have distorted versions of that, right. where men will will sin in their headship, right. and so I think that's where all over. the pushback is coming from. It's right. like you just want women to have to, you know, to submit to tyrannical husbands. We're like, well, no, I no, don't want God that doesn't want to be that. Tyrann- that's not yeah. what God's asking yeah. or instructing, not asking what He's teaching. So, yeah, absolutely, yeah. it's the distorted versions and the um, exceptions. I think that people try to use as proof for why complementarianism is not a good idea uh and and if you understand scripture rightly then you would not agree with that you would agree with the fact that god has an order and it is beautiful and it it does cause husbands wives and children and families to thrive Um, if you are not experiencing thriving in that area and you are trying to live out the complementarianism live out the headship then i would say 
go to your pastors and ask them to examine your own marriage, I guess, and find, pray to the Lord, ask him to show you why you're not thriving in this area and why it is so offensive to you. Hmm. Because I think that God is faithful to bring clarity to those areas. At one point when we were, when we were, I can't believe Uh-oh. I'm going to say this. We were engaged. And do you remember you asked me? <laughs> one time I was like, what oh, do you think word. about hyphenating my, your name or my name? <laughs> Even now I feel so just insulted. <laughs> Well, there was a few reasons, but we don't get How we don't need to you. get into that. I'm <laughs> I did feel it was I felt your response was pretty misogynistic though, that you were just like, Are you serious? <laughs> what do you feel now? Tiny bit, but not What? <laughs> I would never All right, stop the camera. It's only because of how it's just your response. It's not <laughs> just the fact that you're so disgusted by it. It just I'm like, you should be disgusted at that level with other things like kittens getting run over by cars not like <laughs> oh that's this is way worse than kittens getting run over by cars fine Throw i would not hyphenate the cars. <laughs> <laughs> they're cute i get it so, okay i just i would not hyphenate you, my name I'm as done. my wife like i want nothing more than to than to for me to bear your love name you and yeah have you be yeah have us be one together and let there be no hyphens between us no hyphens between us i Goodness. thought i just kind of thought i think that i was the last romento and so that was, I was like, well, maybe we should try what to What about make your this. brother? He's a Ramento. Anyway. <laughs> Again, <on>. reasons. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's another one? This is a funny one. It says, every time someone says partner, quote unquote, instead of husband or wife, a puppy dies. <laughs> what do you think of that? That the usage of the word partner, if I'm talking about you, yeah, my partner at home, uh, instead of, instead of saying I must wife. be oblivious. Cause if, if somebody said that and they were married, like it was husband and wife, it wasn't like gay couple we'll just go there because that's usually what partner is used for um i would ask them i'd be like are you guys engaged are you married or what do you mean <laughs> i would probably just ask them straight up i would and i think it is true a puppy dies it's still it's it's just call it what it is <laughs> i think like, it is true a puppy does actually die that is true <laughs> a lot of dead puppies are thanks to these people yeah thanks to these partner yeah, if someone people. said that to me i'd think a, a you're cohabiting or b you're, you're gay that's yeah, what i would think yeah or yeah yeah i don't know that's weird anyway it's Define your terms, okay? Just have, just use what- well, A husband is a husband and a wife is a partner yeah. is somebody you're in business with. Or a partner is somebody that you're like playing tennis with. <laughs> like, sorry, we're having, these are controversial opinions, okay? That's what we're here these to do These are candid. Today. We are, these are not scripted, so. You know, if we could have dinner with every one of our listeners <laughs> and viewers, it would be a blast. They would see the true, actually, we're pretty pretty honest. We, we don't pull any punches here, so. Okay, this one I think, I think was great uh, and convicting. It said most, this is again, John Michael Clark, um, I hope that's okay, John. I'm saying your name, but you, you're on the internet here, so here we are. <laughs> Most Christian marriages are functionally matriarchal, parentheses, wife as the head, but cleverly call themselves egalitarian, hmm. two heads. Matriarchal marriage. Why don't you define some of those terms, egalitarian and oh. matriarchal? I, they, the when egalitarian, they're functioning as basically the wife's in charge and the man's just along for the ride, but uh, they go to church and they're Christians, so... Like, I think what John is saying here is that... Right, uh, you know him more than I do. Well, I don't know Better John well. I, I just do. know that he's commented here three or four times. Um, they, th- He's saying here that men who relegate their, their role as head of the home mm-hmm. inevitably end up not being the head, even if they right. say they're egalitarian, where egalitarian, the view is that you're both co-heading hmm. the household. So egalitarian is the, the, the case some will make, and I don't, you can't make it biblically, uh, that that husband and wife are completely the same. Now, here's the difference, the nuance, and this is where the, the terms are really, they really matter. Mm-hmm. 
complementarians, which that's what we are, we believe that husband and wife are unequivocally both made in the image of God, mm-hmm. complete, like valued and valued. They are of equal value, worth, and importance. However, we are not the same. We do not have the same job to do. Well, God's now, not going to come. Need, God's not going to come to me asking for yeah. if I fulfilled the responsibilities that He's ultimately asked you to fulfill. He's going to come to me with the responsibilities right. that I have been asked to fill according you know, to His word. And a lot of times, we, so we're not going to stay on this the whole time, but uh, we bristle against the idea that wives are supposed to submit. That's the whole pr- issue: is that wives do not want to submit. Now, this is the remnant, and this is because of of feminism. But do men at its want core. to lead? I mean, I feel well, like manhood's being. Do you have a apart. problem with men dying to themselves for the, in the name of loving their wife? No, no, that's not, there's nothing. No one would ever say that's that's bad. That's that's against men. That's unkind to men. No, there's something in us that says a man should should serve and love by serving, right? And lead by serving. Mm-hmm. And whenever you say that, people will say yes and amen, and they say yes. And the wife should love by submitting. They say, nope, I'm out. <laughs> and and. There's, but that's because they don't understand the terms. Like submission is not a four-letter word. Submission is a beautiful thing. It's an invitation. Right. Um, and we've talked about this in the past, so we will leave it there. We know we've already set enough internet fires for today. Um, there's. <laughs> I'm, I guess I was addressing like weak men because. I think he's addressing weak men too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I think what he's saying is is that couples will men will relegate responsibility. They'll follow their their mm-hmm. uh, their wife around like like a lost puppy. And then when you talk about how do you view your marriage? Well, we're egalitarian. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. You're saying that, but you're functionally <laughs> sure. uh, matriarchal. Okay. Um, okay, let's go. We got some more in here. We got some more. Someone said, I hate the new Top Gun and I hate <laughs> Yellowstone. <laughs> I've been crucified twice for posting my unpopular <laughs> opinions. That's really funny um, because those are probably the two that people have been like, oh man, they're so good. Uh, I did hear though that Yellowstone has um, quite the vocabulary we've not watched that <laughs> we've show. not watched it but it's yeah it's obviously got some bad language in it and uh, we enjoyed top gun maverick the, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, it. Was, you know the fighter scene the fighter jet scenes. i mean come on yeah it, they're always so exciting to watch i will never i, will, I remember unless, as like i remember as a kid watching the original top gun and being like those are my favorite right. scenes i unless the lord does a miracle i will never get to ride in a fighter jet <laughs> and so top gun maverick to me is like the next best thing <laughs> Uh, I will say this that I've heard I've heard it said that you can basically do parallel beat by beat with like Star Wars a new hope in terms of the plot and how they have this like insurmountable task they have to drop these bombs into this little tiny hole and like blow the whole thing up uh, and then they have to escape and there's all this anyway so um, by the way Carrie the one who left that comment she actually went to the same uh, we went to the same elementary school oh look at yeah. you guys yeah hello how funny all right uh, let's see what are some other ones Crocs are not that great is that a hot take I mean, they're great for kids in the summer. <laughs> I love that my kids can just throw them on. And right now, my feet are pretty swollen, so I'm kind of like, man, maybe Crocs would be a good investment right now. This uh, one really hurt me at the heart. This 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 hurt me in ways I can't describe. Oh, here it comes. Someone's Jimmy. Okay, Jimmy, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> R- repent, brother. He said, if I never go to the beach again or eat bacon or have coffee... I'm totally okay with it. Is he even human? I literally dip coffee. I dip bacon in coffee on the beach. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> no, although I will say it's probably in that order that you love those things. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, How? <laughs> How is this possible? Okay. Uh, other people said they didn't like bacon. I said you might as well say you love to kick puppies. 
<laughs> this is not the place to say those sorts of things. Okay, uh, it's a little too unpopular for my opinion. Uh, Carrie, the same gal, she said she hates, uh, she never liked Easter or Christmas. And I had to ask her, well, do you <laughs> like the resurrection and the incarnation? <laughs> <laughs> and she, she quickly here. said yes, but like I think all the the uh, the festivities and stuff. I think she just, as an adult finds them overwhelming. What do you think? As a, as a mother, as a wife, I think they can be, but you have to be intentional about what you give your time to. You know, we try to avoid some of the frivolous activities. Although, uh, yes, I post about our kids. They go to this thing called the North Pole and they see Santa, even though they know more of the story of St. Nicholas than, and they don't believe in like Santa, Santa. So um, it's just a fun activity we do. That's probably the only one we do besides maybe get a tree. Um, otherwise it's, it's mostly centered around Advent as much as we can. Mm. Uh, and obviously Christmas, but uh, Advent leading up to Christmas and with Easter. Um, I don't know that we've, d I've done some Lent readings. Um, we've kind of, started having those conversations with our kids but again like what is the focus of of this time mm. what is it leading up to and why is it important excuse me why is it important because it's not just about right easter bunnies and chocolate and getting gifts in a basket and going on easter egg hunt yeah fun activities but are they actually contributing to our children's understanding of the meaning of each of these holidays Hardly endorse well said i agree Okay, so here's uh, here's some other ones. We're gonna go. This has to do with how we think about things as a couple. Okay, someone said, "I think debt is dumb." She quoted, uh, this "I is believe Christy. debt is dumb." I believe debt is dumb. That's a little different than I think. Uh, and Christy, she said this, or she quoted Proverbs twenty two seven: "The borrower is the slave to the lender." And I asked her, "Interesting. Would you say that about mortgage debt?" Hmm. What do you think about that? Because we don't have. So we have a revolving credit card we use for work stuff, and it's paid off every month by God's grace. Uh, we don't have and a partners like you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we do it for the points because that's how we get cheap flights and stuff. Um, also, it's just good to have. Anyway, we don't have a personal credit card. Uh, we've paid off our cars, mm -hmm. although we're probably going to need to buy another one. And the question is, oh, gosh, cars are so expensive right now. <laughs> are we going to go? Are so we going to try to pay the cash for a car? Of debt. Yeah, I'm, I'm asking you, like, is is. Is, is a little bit of debt okay versus a lot of debt? Well, and this passage, Proverbs, <laughs> right. is the borrower is a slave to the lender. Is the proverb saying that it is a sin? Now, she didn't say it's a sin. She said it's dumb. But is it is is it a sin to, to, to borrow money? And I don't think you can make that case. What do you think? No. And as a couple, should we be... Now, if we are wanting to borrow for any reason? It's motivation. Okay? Okay. I think it's a question of the heart and the motivation. Uh, again, if you're... We've done many episodes on this. If you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, you're living beyond your means, uh, yeah. then yes, you are going to be enslaved by that that debt. Mm. Um, if you are living That's good. beneath... Can I... You, I wanna, yeah, I, wanna, I knew you had something to say. Well, because we talk a lot about um, oh, margin. being a family on mission. Yeah. Okay. And if you were... And we talked about this recently, I think two or three episodes back, yeah. how, how, to, how to craft a vision statement. And if you are feeling the lord pulling you toward a mission or he's giving you a vision for the future whether it's how you build a, a household whether it's how you educate your kids whether it's how you get into the ministry or whatever the ministry god has put on you to do yeah but you are unable to do that because of the cars you have because of the house you have because of the boat you have because of the lifestyle you've created because of you know because yeah. you basically your monthly yeah. liabilities are too great I think this illustrates that. Well, and I want to say something. She did say that she recently got married. They have a mortgage, and they both agree to pay it off as soon as possible. I would mm. say 
awesome way to go however that can also be seen as an obsession uh and and possibly enslaved to that even more right so getting into debt is 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 one thing but then if you're you're constantly thinking about paying it off and and you're neglecting you know it's also it's just like a neglect you're enslaved there you're neglecting everything else that's on the other that's on the out that you're, that you should be paying attention to. Yeah, I think ideally you would avoid debt. Um, there is a, th- a version of debt that is is more toxic than another. Yes. And like a mortgage is generally attached to a very tangible asset. Right, but Lots it's... can be said around that. But I, but generally that's what how type people are feeling wealth, wealth these Right, days. but what type of mortgage? You know, I mean, we, we bought our first house at a time when people were, you know, our, more, our real estate agent was saying, go like two or three times beyond your means because you can, you qualify for it. You have all these, uh, this ability. And I was just like, you say we qualify, we do not qualify for that. <laughs> And so thank the Lord that we didn't, right? That we oh, used we wisdom. Foreclosed. We would have yeah. foreclosed. We got a small house that we could afford, that we loved, and it was right where the Lord I didn't love had led us. Well, the house and me had, had, had it was our first other. house, so it was sweet. <laughs> I got under the crawl space, and, I, and there was a possum under there with me. Was it alive? Yes, and it hissed at me. Oh, that's right. And I'm in this crawl space. I got, anyway, it was terrifying, and that made me, you know. You're such a stronger yeah, man for it. Because the pipes were freezing. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, so Victor said this. Victor, hello, good buddy. Victor was actually the, the guy that I worked with our first two years of marriage. Yeah, he was the guys... maintenance man. I was the janitor. Mm-hmm. We were partners in crime. He was Batman. I was Robin. <laughs> I was more of a Batman, though. <laughs> he was. He got paid more than me. So <laughs> anyway, uh, Victor said this. His and this. His mm, very unpopular opinion. Mm. I kind of might be on board oh my a goodness. little bit with him. Okay, he said candy corn is good. <laughs> I never knew that candy corn was bad. I was like, yeah, it's good. It's, it's, uh, I just told him to get out. <laughs> I said, get out. Just. No. Candy corn is many things. Good is not one of them. You might be able to use it to to plug a hole or something. I don't know. Okay. Uh, this one, I think, is going to... This is on the same note as the previous one, but it goes a, de- a, a step further yeah. in terms of the, the uh, roles in the household. And Julie said this. Julie said, women are meant to be at home. Raising... Okay. <laughs> Sorry. There's a lot of... Women are, women are meant to be at home raising children, taking care of the home, and helping their husbands. Married women in the workforce should be rare. Definitely an unpopular opinion among some. Yeah. What Young you? Selena in college would very much disagree with this. Um, I remember taking feminist classes and being like, so we're married and you want me to what? Like, am I supposed to make you dinner all the time? Like, <laughs> And I was so stupid. I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> We were not stupid. We just, I don't know. we had no idea of our own theology uh, and our own. We didn't have a theology. We didn't. And so, but now by God's grace, I wholeheartedly agree. And if women can, if you can be at home, that is, that is the ideal. If you can be raising your children, awesome. Praise God. Taking care of your home, making it a place that is safe. That is a place where kids can thrive, where your husband can come home to and, and grow and be uh, encouraged. And you guys can work through the hardships of life together. Absolutely. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I do agree. I think that women in the workforce should be rare. Um, that's <laughs> very unpopular because there are many women who are teachers in schools and their kids go to school and I don't I don't look down on them for that I can't you can't tax a housewife (laughs) the government discovered that about 60 years ago yeah so I tax her if she's in the workplace I know I have a lot of close friends that that work and and raise children and you know I 
I don't sit in judgment of them. I'm very grateful for them because they've been such a blessing to my own life. And so um, if I can, <laughs> if I could say the ideal, I think it is so great for parents to be able okay. to be home, a woman, a woman, a mom to be home with their I kids. I will let Selena's words <laughs> lie where they sit. Okay. I'm going to get in trouble for these. So this go ahead. Good. Okay. This is a good one. I, I loved it. Uh, I think people, and this is Stacy. So Stacy, thank you for this. I think people use devotionals as a substitute for reading the Bible. Yep. I think they do, and I think it's not good for their hearts or souls or their long-term spiritual health. You cannot you cannot live on the words of man. You can you can only live what does Jesus say? Man cannot live by bread alone, but on the very word of yeah, God. So like if I can't even if I can't sustain myself on just actual food, how can I think to sustain myself on something that is mm. <laughs> not the very words of God. Yeah, well, you're getting, so um, when you're reading a, a scripture in translation, you're reading it already on second hand. Right, right. And so you don't, you're not reading in Hebrew or the Greek, you're reading it in English. And then when you, when you rely on a devotional, you're not just reading it in English, you're reading it now through the interpretive lens of whoever this author is. And oftentimes a devotional will just use, it's not a commentary. Right. It's not a critical commentary. They will they will just use one or two or three verses and they'll yeah. use that as a jump off point for some other idea and encouragement. Yeah. Devotionals are fine. We have we've written devotionals. Yeah. But in every intro in to the devotions, we yeah. say this don't let this be your Bible study. This is not a replacement. This is a supplement. This right. needs to supplement you digging into the scriptures for yourself. Yeah. And then let this find whatever extra space there is for it to have. Right. Right. Um and so, yeah, we can't say this loudly enough, and we'll say it till the day we die, is there's nothing that replaces getting in the Scripture as closely to the original text as you can. So for that, I would say learn Greek. <laughs> I would actually say yeah, the, uh, the, um, the uh, what is it, Legacy Standard Bible is a really good one. It's a newer one. And then also the NASB is about as wooden as you can get. And then other than that, ESV, CSV, those are good translations. Stay away from the NIV. I've looked at some of the different – it takes a little too much license. The message is fine so long as you know it's not. The, it, it's a supplement. It's not scripture. It's it's a it's it, it's a what's what do they use for those paraphrase? It's a paraphrase. Yeah. Um, Gosh, that's dangerous. stay away from the Passion Translation. It's heresy. I'm serious. Just stay away from it. Um, okay. Last one, I think. This will be the last one. This is from our good friend Brandon. Brandon. In Wisconsin. Yeah, he said this, and I love it. He's he a said, pastor. Yeah, he said my unpopular opinion. He's a pastor, like you said. Children's and youth ministries are at best unnecessary and unhelpful, and at worst harmful. I'm asking. I'm going to ask you what you think, but I know what you think. Well, we had this conversation a little bit earlier. Yeah, what do you think? Okay. Because I came from a single parent home, as that's probably well known now. Um, I was a kid that needed the youth ministry, that needed the children's ministry, um, that had Christian friends involved in those ministries, that needed the pastors and the leaders there because my mom worked and she worked to take care of us, and I had friends that would give us rides home, and it was very much, I think purposed for a child or for a family like ours. Um, however, now coming, now having my own family and having us together, married, uh, I would have to fall in line with, with Brandon's opinion that, um, and we had this conversation when we were lurk- looking for churches too, that uh, children's and youth ministries uh, are best unnecessary, at best unnecessary, which we have families with kids that are getting older and so, I think that having youth events um, that are not replacing a Sunday morning with your family 
um, mm. are okay. I think it builds community. I think it's good for other, obviously, older children to be around other older kids that are Christians. Um, but what he's saying, I think he clarifies too, is uh, he means to drop off your child and let someone else disciple them uh, approach is, yeah. is, I think it's just been too cultivated by our society. Uh, people are just okay with, and this is just how you do church when we're kind of stepping back saying, no, 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 no. Like we need to gather yeah. as a family on Sunday mornings, worshiping together. Ministries uh, can be, they need to be serving the purpose of the family, right? So like there's a nursery ministry at our church, but three and under. And there, then there's yeah. a worship training room where I think, a, I think it's a question of what's normalized and what is accommodated right. uh, based on community need. Right. So if you have a community that's full of single parent families, then there's a very clear community need that that a way to serve your families and the way to augment what you're teaching them to disciple their kids with. Right. The single parents still have to disciple their kids. That's, yes. They're not off the hook. But they might need a little more support. And that support may look like after school programs right. or uh, whatever whatever the program is. Brandon says this is on the downside, uh, and this is uh, in an ideal space where you have parents that can do it themselves, and I think all parents are equipped to disciple their kids, but some need more logistical help. He says, on the downside, drop-off ministries only encourage spiritual laziness on the part of parents, providing them because it's, quote, what parents are looking for. Now, it's different from need, but it's more mm-hmm. of a consumer mindset. He says, only encourages a consumer mentality to church. And it uses ministry time and resources that could have much bigger generational impact if focused on marriage, fatherhood, etc. I would agree, yeah. So Brandon, I hope it's okay that we shared your words. Uh, we always appreciate your wisdom. Again, yeah. we're on the internet, so hopefully hopefully you're okay with that. I didn't ask ahead of time. Um, really appreciate you, brother. Um, that's all good stuff. It's all really good stuff. And I, I love hearing your, your uh, you want to find a last one? I like, th- I think that's a good one. Okay. Unless you have something like funny that you want to talk about but i i just i think it's so important that churches are beginning to build (laughs) um build cultures that are family oriented and that they are teaching their congregation the order of like hey if you have kids that can't sit still and you're training them we have an area for you to train your kids and again it's not just for you to like be social in but you're actually trying to sit and train them in how to sit and worship the lord to listen to the word yeah. to confess their sin to hear scripture read to read scripture in church um and all of that i just i think that has been a lost this will be the last one thing. okay i agree with you this will be the last one <laughs> someone said disneyland is thumbs down i don't have it in front of me but someone just said disneyland oh. is the worst is one of the biggest evils they just no said. not that it was oh. something else <laughs> not that they said and i don't know if that's true or not I, I'll, I could listen to the, the, the reason for that. I know they come up with a lot of media that's garbage these days. but Yeah. Uh, okay, Disneyland is down. It's thumbs down. What, what say you? Would you take our kids to Disneyland? Right now? It's like $180 a person. <sighs> Probably you not. you got to be in Anaheim, which, yuck. <laughs> Stop! People live there. No, I, I probably wouldn't with that uh, with that type of money. I probably wouldn't take them. We I got in my only car accident in Anaheim. <laughs> I got rear-ended by somebody because he was on his phone. He was on his phone, and he he got to the cop before me, and he convinced, and I was framed. <laughs> I was framed. <laughs> anyway. I think he might have been. Anyway, this has been a good episode. Hopefully, we didn't push you away with our discussion of these unpopular opinions or sharing some of unpopular opinions of our own. Mm-hmm. We're thankful for you. And it's time, you know, one of the things I love about thinking and talking is that we can all, as long as we're 
committed to talking about the ideas yeah. and not attacking the people. taking on the idea as our identity and yeah. not taking the the attack against the idea as attack as an attack against me. Mm. I think we can have a lot of really beautiful conversations and we can all update our knowledge base a little bit, update our theology a little bit, be more biblical. I think right. we can sharpen one another. Well, and that's I mean, so, as Christians, we should be having those conversations and not being afraid to address hard conversations and engage in them. The problem is, is that it happens on the internet like this. And, right. and so this was actually really unique in that people yeah. genu- genuinely, I feel like they were holding their opinions with open hands and mm-hmm. they were putting them out there but, and no one was getting beat up for it, which was really nice. But we were also able to kind of hash some stuff out, which was cool. So anyway, if uh, if this was fun for you and you like thinking about things of theology, then um, I don't know, maybe we should t- do more theology. I don't know. <laughs> If, or if you just want to know what Christianity is uh, and, and you want to d- dig deep into Christian theology, we would love nothing more. And so mm. we want to invite you into that. That means that you actually, what, what is it, the word? You, I don't want to say commit your life to Christ because that's like a 1995 sort of <laughs> thing to say. But you submit to Christ's lordship and you say, mm-hmm. God, you are God. I am not Jesus. I am lost and dead in my sin if it weren't for you. If none of that makes sense to you, we have a website for you that will hopefully make it clearer. Just go to thenewsisgood.com. And that should help you out. We pray that if you're not a Christian, that you would become one. We want you mm-hmm. to become a Christian. We mm-hmm. want you to trust Jesus. Because we want to call you brother. We want to call you sister. We want to see you one day, if not in this life, then in the next, as we praise God in glory together. Mm-hmm. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word that guides us. And uh, forgive us for times when we misunderstand your word. We misapply it. We misinterpret mm-hmm. it. Lord, forgive us for times when we're prideful in doing so. Forgive us for thinking more of ourselves than we should. Lord, humble us as we think through these issues of faith and marriage and doctrine and theology and how they apply to marriage and our family. Lord, I just thank you that you also have grace for us as we're working that stuff out. And Holy Spirit, you are here illuminating your word in our hearts so that we're not groping around in the darkness, but Mm -hmm. we have a guide. You are light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, this episode. Well, if you don't oh, know Jesus, did you talk about that? I did. I said I want you to become a Christian. You tell me about the news is good? I did. Okay. I'm Pregnancy brain. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You're, you're welcome. You're forgiven. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe the next time they see us, we'll have a little baby. We'll have right. to introduce a little baby. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl. We don't. We'll find out. We'll find out. So until next time, until that time, this episode <laughs> of Fierce Marriages. <laughs> In the can. <laughs> I'll see you again in seven days. Until next time. Or maybe longer. Stay, just keep staying fierce. Stay fierce. fierce. Indefinitely. (laughs) See you then. (laughs) 